It's mock draft Monday, and Caleb Williams is still QB1, but not for the Chicago Bears. And Jarrett Bailey's mock draft, he goes to the Washington Commanders. We're going to talk about this and more coming up next. You are locked on NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on X at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout and a senior draft analyst. And guys, thank you for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our everydayers. But of course, guys, I got to kick this intro to my guy, Mr. LSU himself, Keith Sanchez. You can find and follow him on X at The Talent Code. Keep talking to him, baby. What's up, Locked On family? This is Keith Sanchez, 2019 National Champ with those LSU Bengal Tigers, man. And what, man, the other side to this dynamic duo that we like to call the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, where we talk everything college football, we talk everything NFL football, but we like to say it all starts with the NFL Draft and DP. Our Mondays, man, and not just any regular Monday, right? We have Mock Draft Mondays over here, man, and we're going over Yahoo Sports Jared Bailey's mock draft, man. Well, there was a, a explosive trade right from the top, but I have to say that I like it. But man, we are about to get in that and more. But before we get into that, DP, and get into this great mock draft, why don't you hit with our title sponsor? Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. All right, family. So, like we said. Right at the top, you know what we do, one through ten, and the trade. The Washington Commanders moved up from number two to number one, trading with the Chicago Bears for quarterback out of USC, Caleb Williams. The Chicago Bears moved down the spot, right? And they selected still a quarterback, but not Caleb Williams, Drake May out of North Carolina. At number three, the New England Patriots goes quarterback Jaden Daniels from LSU. Number four, the Arizona Cardinals select wide receiver Marvin Harrison Jr. out of Ohio State. At number five, Los Angeles Chargers select wide receiver Malik Neighbors out of LSU. At number six, the New York Giants select Rome Adunze, wide receiver from Washington. Number seven, the Tennessee Titans select offensive tackle Joe Alt from Notre Dame. At number eight, the Atlanta Falcons select edge rusher Dallas Turner out of Alabama. At number nine, the Chicago Bears double down and go tight end Brock Bowers out of Georgia. And at number 10, the New York Jets select Olu Fashanu, offensive tackle from Penn State. Keith, I'm assuming you want to move up to the very top of this thing to kick it off, You right? know I do, DP. You know, I want to start <laughs> at the very top of this thing with the Washington Commanders trading up to the number one spot. I've talked about it a little bit, DP. I love this move for the Washington Commanders. I think it's the right move. You're talking about a new new ownership. You're talking about a new general manager. You're talking about a new head coach, right? Why not go get Caleb Williams. Why not just go all in, push all the chips in the middle of the table and see what happened? And I think this is the, and not saying it is, right, but it feels like the LeBron James situation, right, where he went to Cleveland. He's from the Ohio area, right, right out there outside of Cleveland. Same thing with Caleb Williams. He's from that area. I just think that it makes too much sense. So every time I see this situation, DP, you know I'm going to be all in. I am definitely for it. But pick number two. 
How do you feel about that, DP? The Chicago Bears moving down and getting Drake May. Do you, is it a situation where you think that the Chicago Bears could feel like either or? Or do you can you see Drake May grading out higher than Caleb and on any spectrum? Like, How do you feel about the Chicago Bears moving down and still taking the quarterback? No, I know that there's some teams uh, from people, you know, some of the friends I have in the league that, you know, said, yeah, no, we do have Drake May, you know, graded higher than Caleb, right? Like, and both of them, both these guys, high potential guys, arm talent, mobility, accuracy, all those different things. But Drake May has always been a guy who played better within structure than Caleb. Well, Caleb has relied more on the improvisational ability with that he has, which is outstanding. And I, I definitely feel like, you know, could it be a situation like this? Potentially. But it could also be a, <clears throat> we got the King's ransom, right? For moving down one spot, we got two first rounders. We swapped the first, we got a second, maybe a third and fourth next year, something crazy like that. Maybe get a player out of the deal. Who knows? But like, I feel like they absolutely for, for this trade to go down and to pass up on Caleb Williams and you have the number one pick, right? You're the Chicago bears. You have fumbled on every quarterback you've had, right? Like it's not, a, it's not a secret. This is, worldwide news we all know it. it's public information we can google how much you've fumbled the quarterback position so to make this move for one it takes cojones keith it takes a set it takes a pair to say we're gonna say back to back to back years you got the number one overall pick and now you trade back again still getting the quarterback but not getting the consensus number one it, it, it's that's what caught me off guard but i, I think either one you get a good quarterback. I know some Bears fans, Keith, are going to be like, man, have we not been down this road with a North Carolina quarterback before? <laughs> yes, you have. Was that guy worthy of going where he was? He never should have. Mitchell Trubisky, no disrespect to him. He never should have been drafted where he was, right? That was a media hype, and the NFL bought into it. He was never that type of prospect. But, Keith, again, it, it is what it is. I, like I said, I think good fit either way. This was one that caught me, and I'm like, all right, because the Chargers are such a – such a different situation. Like, we don't know. Like, we've seen Brock Bowers here. Uh, we, we've seen a receiver, Roma Dunze here. Mm -hmm. We've seen your boy, Malik Neighbors, Keith. And I, I, I like the fit because, again, you kind of – it's insurance to me. It's insurance for, okay, Quentin, if you don't take that step next year, we at least got a guy that we still – that we know, like, watching him on tape. Like, if you're talking about, like, Quentin Johnson's deficiencies or issues on tape – compared to Malik Neighbors, Roma Dunze, and all these other guys, like, he wouldn't be the a top-five receiver in this class. You know what I mean? I think we can confidently say that, Keith. And we were high on QJ. But this class is so great, especially at the top. So I don't mind this. I think it's insurance policy. But also, if they both hit, now you got two young guys, and you can get rid of a Mike Williams and save cap space and different things like that. And adding him to Jim Harbaugh, Harbaugh gets a, a potential number one caliber wide receiver. Yeah, I, so the only thing I have with this, right, and I, I think the last mock draft we went over, they had a wide receiver going to the Los Angeles Chargers, and I liked Rome. it. I think it was wrong. Uh, yeah, it was it was wrong to the Los Angeles Chargers, and I liked it. Now, I, what, what changes this time around, DP, and what changes is now knowing who the head coach is, right, with Harbaugh. And we know that Harbaugh, if he can run the football, he's going to run the football. So I wonder if this selection is going to change from an ideology standpoint just because Harbaugh – has always ran the football, right? Like even his days with Andrew Luck at Stanford, right? It, it, it he always had heavy personnel packages, right? Two, three tight ends, uh, running back, two banana. 
Yeah, yeah, spider wide two banana, a, a running back, a fullback. You know, he he always did those type of things, even with the 49ers, right? And his 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 last stint in the NFL, it was a run heavy team. Like they they like to run the football, get on the center. So I wonder if they're just going to value taking a wide receiver this high because Harbaugh is still going to have plans on running the football anyway, right? So that that that's the only thing. But I do like the selection. I like the pick. I think it's needed, but I just wonder if Harbaugh is going to value it that high. But DP, the, the last pick that we went over, man, Olufushanu to the New York Jets. Once again, I like this selection. I think it's it's a needed selection. I think they have to address it. I, I feel good about Olu. Um, obviously the Jets tried to address the offensive tackle position in the past, right? And it just didn't, it just simply didn't work out. But I think Olu is a guy that can that can get the job done. So for the New York Jets, I think this is a, a really good selection. No, I, th- I think so too. I th- so the only thing that throws like because I wonder. What's going to happen with Makai Becton? Like, is he playing? Is he going to stay at right tackle? Like, they, they, they've moved him around so much. Yeah, so it's I like, think, where, where are y'all going to go with this? Right. And you, you at the point, DP, that you can't even worry about it, right? Like, like Olu right. becomes your priority. And then you let Makai just get in where he get in where he fits in, right? Like you, but you can mm-hmm. no longer um let him dictate the offensive line, right? Like, it's like, okay, now you're just going to be a piece to this puzzle instead of us trying to make, you know, the puzzle fit around you. So that, that I, I agree with you because I did think about that. Yeah. But on the other, the other spectrum of it is this, man, look, it's been three, four, five years, right? We, we, we can just go ahead and figure this thing out and we draft Olu and then you play where you're going to play or potentially trade you somewhere else and we'll get yeah. that thing figured out. But DP, let's keep going, man. Uh, we picks one through ten. I think it was pretty solid, right? We feel good about those top ten picks, and obviously the explosive trade at the top, which I I think will happen. I think it should happen. I think the NFL should push for it to happen, DP. But let's keep going, man. Picks eleven through twenty coming up next. Did the game go to timeout? Time to order in with DoorDash. Is it halftime? That's ordering time. Two minute warning. You got it. That's your cue to order in with DoorDash. Guys, whether you're ordering your your pizza, your wings, soda, burgers, or even just the buns on DoorDash, you can get it all delivered without missing the game. You're talking about not having to get off the couch and crank up your vehicle and drive to the nearest location, the nearest restaurant, the nearest grocery store. If you're missing your items for your football favorites, you can absolutely just order in on DoorDash. If you want some dessert, I live in the Greenville County area of South Carolina. I can tell you right now, I will happily put in the order on DoorDash and have the Cheesecake Factory delivered to my front door for me and my family. So, guys, it's very simple. All you need to do, guys, you can get up to 50% off. You can get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCK23. Passion, drive, patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered, guys. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or 
you get your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home the win. So keep your number one ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Keep your number one ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. All right, guys, let's go through 11 through 20. And this pick seems to be kind of a... We've seen this a few times. The Minnesota Vikings number 11 selecting edge rusher Jarrett Verse out of Florida State. The Denver Broncos going from at 12, uh, quarterback Bo Nix out of Oregon. At 13, the Las Vegas Raiders select right tackle, offensive tackle to Talese Fuwaga at Oregon State or from Oregon State at pick 14. The New Orleans Saints select offensive tackle J.C. Latham out of Alabama. At pick 15, the, uh, the Indianapolis Colts select cornerback Terry Arnold out of Alabama. At pick 16, the Seattle Seahawks select edge rusher Leitu Latu out of UCLA. At pick 17, the Jacksonville Jaguars select cornerback Cooper DeGene out of Iowa. At pick 18, the Cincinnati Bengals select offensive tackle Amarius Mims out of Georgia. At pick 19, the Los Angeles Rams select cornerback Nate Wiggins. Out of Clemson at pick 20, the Pittsburgh Steelers go offensive line and they select center Jackson Powers Johnson out of Oregon. Keith, where are we starting here? Exactly where you want to start, DP. I know you want to go to Bo Nix with the Denver Broncos. So all I'm <laughs> How did you is, just assume that's that's yeah. where I wanted to go? Because I, I, DP, we've been doing this podcast a while, man, and I know your energy, right? So I'm, I don't, I'm not going to even say anything. I'm just going to. I got to the selection. We're gonna talk about pick twelve, Denver Broncos quarterback. They're drafting Bo Nix from Oregon, and I'm gonna just say, DP, the floor is yours. I don't understand this selection. <laughs> um, I just, I'm sorry. Well, I, I do. I, I do from an aspect of Sean, he would fit Sean Payton's offense to a T to to an extent, right? Like get him on the move, quick passing. He's a one read option A type of quarterback. That hey. Option A is open, great. He's going to look good. He's going to get your numbers, stuff like that. When option A is closed, when option B is closed, and say, hey, Bo, did you get to option C? That's where we get a little murky in the waters, right? And then now, this is a post-senior bowl. Um, This is a post-senior bowl mock draft. And one of the, I, I would say, one of the least impressive quarterbacks down in Mobile for me was Bo Nix, right? You know, the deep ball accuracy was not there. Um, You know, all practice, uh, he was erratic with his footwork still. I did not see a guy that I felt, and I think I said it during the week, Keith. You know, during the week last week when we did the pod, I said, man, I feel like he's practicing not to lose, right? Practice of practicing to win and to prove himself as the best quarterback, not just from the Pac-12, but in Mobile, Alabama that last week. It, I didn't feel that. I didn't sense command. I didn't sense him, you know, just stepping out and saying, listen, I'm that guy. I'm that dude. Now, he had a, a, a decent game. Um, you know what I mean? He had a touchdown pass and stuff like that in the low red zone, like inside the five, uh, moving him on the spot. But I feel like he's a more a better movement quarterback than a guy sitting in the pocket getting through his reads and progressions. And he struggles with pressure. Yeah, no, at 12, that's rough for me. I'm sorry. I, I The intrigue is just not enough. So, no, Keith, I don't like this pick. I think it's a reach. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I I think if 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 Russell Wilson frustrated Sean Payton, I think Bo Nix is is, is going to elevate him to a whole nother level. You may see Sean Payton. Pressure about to go through the roof. 
Yeah, I, I just I, I think it's gonna be a fr- just because there's so much that has to get figured out, right? With Bo Nix and, and learning the game the way that Sean Payton likes to coach the game and call the game, right? I, I think mm-hmm. that that that's a that's a developmental process um that's gonna happen with you know with Bo Nix. And then I don't know if Sean Payton is gonna have the patience for it. And to be completely honest, right? The Denver Broncos sitting at number 12, I would make the case y'all might have to jump all the way up right because I, I think the quarterback that you're willing to work with is is Caleb Williams or Drake me and after that I, I think the guy that you could potentially work with when I think of like a Sean Payton fit is Spencerella right and, and nobody Did wanted to hear that conversation until he went to the senior bowl like we told everybody look out this guy can potentially have a really good senior bowl performance so I think you potentially grab him in the second round just because of stylistically those guys are all high IQ, play, high IQ players, right, and understand the game. And I think that's what Sean Payton wants out of quarterback. We could keep scrolling down just a couple picks, DP. I, I, I like the, the Las Vegas Raiders, but where did the – I want to go to the um, the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers oh, taking Jackson Powers Johnson. I like that selection. I like that selection. They they need a center, right? They need somebody in the middle to, middle to make some things happen. Um, Highly talented player, right? Like great – great guy you, you know we've seen him down at the senior bowl um good energy competed um handled pressure really well and we know that pass rush drills is meant for the defender to win and guess what and he handled a lot of them really well so i think this is a a, a safe pick it's not a sexy pick but it's a pick that's going to pay off you know we look at this this offensive line five years from now and it's like man they have a potential um you know pro bowl slash all pro type of potential potential player no, I, I really like this pick. And he was impressive last week down in Mobile, right? Like, you know, the movement skills, the power, the strength, the anchor. He played some – like, they had him uh, actually take some snaps at guard, and he didn't look like a fish out of water at all. I, I would say, Keith, I'm not going to lie to you, he might be a better guard. When you remove the, the responsibility of having the snap, right, and just say, hey, fire off the ball, big fella. Like, he just looks so much – he looks so comfortable, dude. I think he could be a high-octane, a high-level starter – at either position, but man, I think you just get him and you just figure out, all right, do we have a center that could just be good enough? Like just be adequate. If so, I'm kicking Jackson powers down at guard and I'm allowing him to just move people off the ball, bring that nasty mentality to the steel city, right? Let them get back to playing Steelers football. And trust me, we saw Mike Tomlin out there uh, during the week. Right. And we saw him, you know, he, he he eyed the quarterbacks, but he definitely went to the churches and watched the offensive linemen very closely again. And Keith, remember, he did that last year. And what did he go in round one? He went Broderick Jones. So, you know what I'm saying? is There's proof in the process and there's proof in the pudding for, for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers and them. And, and I think for me, Keith, I want to go right here, 19. Nate Wiggins, cornerback out of Clemson. I like this pick a lot. We This this defense, is that's what they're lacking. Like that, that bigger, longer – athletic outside corner that can play man that can um play zone and do the different things that that he can do uh so i, I really like you know adding nate wiggins and then we talk, i think we've talked about their defensive line right you still got aaron donald kobe turner did what he did this impressive uh you know for for a later round pick byron young kind of breaking the, the narrative that hey if they're 24 years old they're not going to offer you much. If they're an older prospect, they, no, he came out there and he balled out as a rookie. I really I really like what their defense is doing and how they're kind of meshing these young players in. And Nate Wiggins has the ball skills. For a taller, like, longer-leg guy, 
he moves very differently, especially triggering downhill. If you haven't seen the interceptions again, uh, interception against North Carolina against Tez Walker and Drake May, where he's playing off and he triggers and, and drives, like his closing burst is really good for kind of. I think he I talked to my I talked to my guy at Clemson. I think he's a legit six two from what I was told six one six two for a taller, longer corner. I like I like that that closing burst and what he brings to the table. Yeah. So I seen this one and I kind of went, uh-huh. and, and you know ah, why? And, and it, it 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 might be because of how I feel about. Um, I just think it's a little bit too rich, right? Like just a little bit too high on what he, you know, what what he can offer. You know what I'm saying? Like just I, I don't know. And, you know, we talked about the zone versus the man type situation, and so I like him. I just maybe I don't went Kool Aid here, right? Maybe I don't went Kool Aid at the situation. But real quick before we transition, I think mm-hmm. the pick above this DP is the Seattle Seahawks. Um, getting no, it's, right it's a couple picks. The Seattle Seahawks getting laid too lot too. I think that's big time. Um, for Seattle trying to revamp, but then like you see, you throw that mix in of Derek Hall, Boye Mafi, and then now late too lot too is just like you're just top notch speed rusher. Just let them go right, and I, I think mm-hmm. that's a really good selection for the Seattle Seahawks. Nah, this is great, you know, because you have him. Is it Bar- Boye Mafi, uh, Derek Hall from last year as well. Now you have your embarrassment of riches, man. You know, and then the main thing is just like figuring out that combination of who's going where, who's playing on this down and, you know, in this set. And now you could literally have like almost a NASCAR package. I think Derek Hall can play some stand-up interior rusher because of his Kick power. Yep. No, I agree 100% with DP. Let's keep going, man. I, I'm actually enjoying this mock draft. You know, I'm really, I'm critical, but there are some selections that I really like. So I want to keep this thing going. So DP coming up next, man, we're going picks 21 through 32. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing super bets. One of my favorite things about Super Bowl Sunday is just the absolute, I mean, for one, the food. My wife is an absolute cook, but I love the food. But the commercials as well, as well as the game, but the commercials are typically exciting enticing and really funny right so FanDuel has so many ways for you in the season with the w or two or three not only can you bet on who will win super bowl 58 but but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown how many points will score will be scored and so much more new cost new customers join today and you'll get 200 in bonus bets if your first bet of five dollars or more wins just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get signed up that's FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official partner of uh, official for, sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, let's close this thing out. And guys, you know, we always tell you, thank you for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our everydayers. Pick 21, the Miami Dolphins select defensive tackle Jerzon Newton out of Illinois. At pick 22, you're talking about senior bowl standout cornerback, my guy, Quinion Mitchell out of Toledo. At pick 23, this is the first time I've seen it, and I like it. The Houston Texans selecting wide receiver out of Georgia, Lad McConkey. At pick 24, the Dallas Cowboys getting get, adding some strength and quick twitch ability on that interior defensive line with defensive tackle Byron Murphy II out of Texas. At pick 25, your boy Keith, Green Bay Packers select 
cornerback Kool-Aid McKinstry out of Alabama. At pick 26, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers go offensive lineman Graham Barton out of Duke. At pick 27, the Arizona Cardinals select edge rusher Braylon Trice out of Washington. At pick 28, the Buffalo Bills add wide receiver Troy Franklin out of Oregon. At pick 29, the Detroit Lions select defensive tackle Tavondre Sweat out of Texas. At pick 30, the Baltimore Ravens select edge rusher Chris Braswell out of Alabama. At pick 31, the San Francisco 49ers select cornerback Ennis Rakestraw out of Missouri. And at pick 32, the Kansas City Chiefs select Keon Coleman, wide receiver out of Florida State. Keith, are we staying right here at 32? That first of all, this is this would probably be the still of the draft. Um, this is we're, we're going to be sitting there if this happens, right? We're going to be sitting there saying uh, a year or two later, how did the Kansas City Chiefs end up with Keon Coleman? And it's going to be because everybody overthrow, overthought this evaluation um, with the wide receiver from Florida State, Keon Coleman. But we'll, we'll see. I don't, I don't know if I actually DP. I think the momentum for Keon picks back up tremendously. Once he hits the combine and he mm-hmm. tests and he jumps and he does everything. But if this happens, yeah, it's, I, I, you just look at the NFL and I look at the other 31 teams and I say, you know what? This is your fault, right? And I just go <laughs> ahead and blame them. And, and when the, the the Kansas City Chiefs win another Super Bowl in the next two, three years, right? It's, it's your fault, man. You don't let a talent like this fall to uh, Patrick Mahomes. And I'm drafting them just to keep them away, right? Even if I don't have a wide receiver, I'm like, you know what I'm not doing? I'm not letting Kansas City Chiefs get Keon Coleman, right? Because look what he did with, you know, Pat, you know Patrick Mahomes was able to do with Rasheed Rice and we, what we said, the worst receiver Corey's he's ever had. You add in a talent like this, yeah, I, all I can say is good luck from that perspective. But, DP, I want to go back to the top, man. I ended last segment, and I said, you know, it's been a pretty cool mock draft, right, thus far. But as soon as I said that, we went to this mock draft, and then there were just some selections, I have to be honest, that I, I like the player – I just don't like the fit. And I think it starts with pick 23, I believe. Is that the um, the lad McConkey? Oh, and what are we doing, Keith? Come on now. No, what you I I have to what, what are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> we have we we have uh we have Tank Dell, we have mm-hmm. Nico Collins, mm-hmm. we have John Mechie. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they still have Dalton Schultz under contract. Where are we gonna, we have we have Xavier Hutchison. Mm-hmm. What are we doing with Lad McConkey? Like I, I don't. There is am, am, I'm wrong on this. Like is, you have enough wide receivers. I just think that you can address another position. I, I, I think you have a good receiver core. You have a, and not only that, you have a good young receiver core. I think Nico is the oldest guy. Tank Dell will be going in a year too. Xavier Hutchinson be going in a year too. I mean, yeah, Xavier Hutchinson be going in a year too. John Metchie will be going into year three. You have a good young wide receiver core, and to be honest. I don't even think you've unlocked John Mechie yet, right? And Xavier Hutchinson. So I think there's still a whole lot more to I think you can I, I don't I just at pick 23, I think that's a little bit rich for this position in a sense because you have so many young talented wide receivers. So I think so I, I hear you, and you make a lot of good points too. I think the John Mechie thing is where people are a little worried, right? Like, you know, he missed the first year due to um, I, I can't remember if it was leukemia. I think it was like cancer or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty um, sure it was leukemia. You know, and so he 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 bounced back. You know, thank God he he you know he worked his butt off and got back and he's healthy. I just I think people are worried. Like, are we ever going to see that Bama version of him? Right, where's that explosive catch after run guy? He was a really good route runner, tough stuff like that. But it's like if you have those concerns, 
right? And you swap out Lad into that role. CJ's cooking, cooking with Lad. You know what I mean? A, a quick winner. You could play him at the Z. Him and, you know what I'm saying? Same thing with Mechie. Like, Mechie, I think Mechie and uh, Tank are interchangeable in terms of going from the Z to the slot. You can move those guys and swap them, right? So if you feel like Lad McConkey, like, you feel like Mechie's not going to get there. If the, if the front office just feels like, man, I don't know. I'm a little, I have some trepidation. Let's go and get, and even with, like, Xavier. Xavier is more of a, like, I think he could be that power slot if you want to put him in the slot, but he's more of a big Z, you know what I mean? Where you have big Nico as the X and he, you know, do his thing or whatnot. But I I don't mind this pick. I actually like this pick because I'm like, all right, thinking about, you know, Bobby Sloak there until like 2026. So you get another couple years with him under the belt, right? CJ Stroud, you know, improved offensive line. I, I'm, the only thing I would say is that I think that defen- defensively they could have went somewhere. A Chop Robinson here, right? That's, Maybe that's, get another corner. So, like, that's where I have my drawback is, like, Lad, in that case, with those guys still on the board, Lad is a little, still a little too rich for me. So I get, I agree with you there. But, like, the fit, I love it. Like I said, if you got, if you have any trepidation about Mechie, I think Lad can walk in day one and be a legitimate 60, 70 catch slot receiver in this offense if they open it up even more and not, just a well, redundant, you know, under center play action type of stuff they did. Like yeah, well, well, you know, what we just did DP. We just presented a situation where well, we're gonna have a this or that, man. We're gonna have a this or that. Well, we, yeah, we will. La- we have. It's, to. it's gonna be Lad McConkey in the first round versus a senior bowl, a wide receiver. We just Ricky said senior, senior bowl. Yeah, that, and that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna make that happen and see. But DP picked twenty four. I want to ask, and I would even like Byron Murphy. Byron Murphy to the mm-hmm. Houston Texans. I think would be a really good situation. Absolutely. So, that 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 I think that would go crazy, man. Him with Will Anderson up there. How do you feel about the Dallas Cowboys with Byron Murphy? And I'm asking from this perspective. I think Byron Murphy is extremely talented. Even when we was down at the senior bowl, we talked to a lot of you know NFL scouts. I you know told him exactly how I feel about Byron Murphy, right? But I want to ask for the Dallas Cowboys. Do we think that he is like upper echelon, game changing, right? Talented. Because I look at the Dallas Cowboys and what's their biggest issues is size up front, right? Byron Murphy is not the biggest defensive tackle. So that's where I wonder if this is what they need versus, you know, like the the talent that the player is. But if he becomes, you know, like Aaron Donald or something like that and supersedes all of the expectations of even a six foot, 300 pound defensive tackle or 290, right? I just that that's the part that I kind of bump up against a little bit. So I could see where this is a really good pairing, but then I could also see where hey Cowboys, did you address the issue once again? Yeah. We're asking. No, hundred percent. I think this is you know, I agree. This this is a, a situation where you're like, man, really love the player. It's a questionable fit because now I think if you're able to somehow grab a bigger defensive tackle. In free agency, not a John Hankins. No, I mean somebody that actually is going to play good football, mm-hmm. right? Yep. As that kind of one tech, zero tech, and let Byron thrive as that three, then you're cooking, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Because now, and again, I'm waiting for Dallas to do what we all are waiting for them to do get some good linebackers so freaking Micah can just play edge, man. I need Micah on the edge for 70 snaps a game. Because then you think about, you know, having D Lawrence, right? You have um, uh, Sam Williams. From you know, what was it Ole Miss that they drafted uh, two drafts ago, a draft and a half ago? Yep. And you have you know, of course, Micah. Then you put Byron Murphy. Like you could absolutely 
like wreck shop. If you have a, a two gapping kind of nose tackle, big defensive tackle that can make those make make offensive have to double team him, man. You know what I mean? And allow Byron because we've seen his impact all season. He's one of the best play, one of the best defensive players, one of the best players in this draft. You know what I mean? And when you're not thinking about positional value, so no, I think it's I definitely think it's a questionable fit, Keith. You know, just looking at what they have right now. Cause like you said, they got to get better against the run. They got to get more physical and bigger on the interior D line. Now, unless they get a big nose tackle, I don't want him thrusting into a Ed Oliver situation where now you have to two gap at 290 pounds, 295 pounds. And it's just not fair to the player, man. You know what I mean? Instead of putting them in the position where he can thrive, you put them in the position where it can hurt them. Yeah. No. Nah, and I, and I hope that he, and that Byron Murphy can fill a, a, a void, you know what I'm saying? And that's why I want him to go somewhere where he can fill a void and play to his very best, right? To where he's just getting in gaps, getting upfield pressure. But also the fact that I don't want people to him to come in there and then people to think like, oh, this is a guy that's going to stop the run. He's going to be responsible for changing the whole thing around because I, I want him to be able to play to his, you know, to his best traits early on. But DP, man, listen, that wraps up another Mock draft for Monday, man, from our guy over there at, at Yahoo Sports, Jared Barrett. I thought it was rather, in, rather interesting, DP, especially, you know, you talk about post-senior bowl, right, and then, you know, diving into these valuations, and I think you're starting to see some things round out. I've seen him go really aggressive on Lad McConkey. Quinion Mitchell, right, had his appearance in there, but then there was also some kind of chalk-type situations with, you know, Malik Neighbors, um, Arizona Cardinals. I think you guys have to draft Marvin Harrison Jr., right? You're in everybody's mock draft, drafting <laughs> Marvin Harrison Jr. So I, and Keon Coleman, Florida State, going to the Kansas City Chiefs pick 32. We'll see how that pans out. But DP, man, looks that wraps up another show I want to see. Shout out to our everydayers. Thank you for tapping in with us each and every single day on the Lockdown NFL Draft Podcast. Listen, don't forget to comment. Don't forget to like. Don't forget to subscribe. Subscribe. I'm sorry. Tell us what pick you like, what pick you didn't like, man, and talk to us in the comments. Listen, I am Keith Sanchez. You can find me on X at the talent code that right there man is my guy damian parson you can find him on x at dp underscore nfl and like we always like to say man y'all talk to us because we like to talk back go subscribe and follow for free on youtube wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it is available thank you for making locked on for draft your first listen today and every day shout out for being our everydays we love and appreciate you guys so listen all you need to do is always remember to come back tomorrow. Come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.